0: Welcome to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. And today's show is about the difference between desire and vision. This is what I call one of my wisdom teachings. So we're gonna go a little deeper today. First, let me try to define the two. Desire is something that you want, something that you want personally. I want a nice house. I want this car. I want a better relationship. It's something that you want personally. Where vision is something bigger I like to call it more inclusive. Vision is something that you want to create or build or design that's going to help a lot of people. It's bigger than you. It's something to help change or transform the world in some way, some some in a big way, some in a small way, but it's going to have some type of transformative experience that's going to help people beyond yourself. So when you're in desire, you're, I want stuff, I want this. And when you're in vision, you're, I want to make the world better in some way. So in a nutshell, desire gets you stuff. Vision transforms a situation. And so there's a big difference there between the two. And it starts with attitude. There's a big difference between what we call joy and what we call happiness. And it has to do with your passion and your purpose in life. And we can't chase happiness. We choose happiness. We create joy. And a side effect of that is happiness. satisfaction we create it we don't chase happiness we can't say another person makes us happy something else to make us happy we choose to be happy and this is what the wisdom teachings are here for for us to understand these differences to go down the rabbit hole and look at these things to understand deeper from a soul experience what is going on with this human life that we're having What are our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our words? What do they bring to us on a daily basis and how they affect us? And when we do this, we understand that as we know better, we do better. And that there's not really what we want to call good or bad. There are just different levels of consciousness. At one point in your life, you may not have known these things. And you may have been a person who wasn't as conscious. And maybe you did things more reactionary because you were hurt, something had happened to you, and all you knew was to react to it. And you were doing the best you could. But now, over time, you've grown, you've gotten wiser, you've learned more about yourself and about the world and other people, and you don't react the same way. You're now more proactive. Then you begin to see that everyone is just walking on a path At different levels of consciousness. Some are further away from the light, some are closer. And you understand with reincarnation that in other lifetimes, you were those people as well. We've all walked on all the paths on all the levels, and we're all works in progress, and we're all here to evolve and to grow as best as we can in each lifetime. So, to continue on this evolution, you have to ask yourself how am I choosing to act and live? Because it is your choice. No one can make you happy. No one can make you unhappy. We must make our own happiness. So one of the first steps in doing this is to stop judging others. And if you're not doing something because you feel that others will judge you for it, that is telling you that you are a judgmental person. Because if you're concerned about being judged by others, then you're going around judging other people as well. And I work with a lot of students like this who will argue with me on this and say, no, I'm not judging other people. I'm all for live and let, live, let them do what they do. And I will push them back on this because if you are afraid of being judged, you are judging other people. You're in that mind of good and bad, right and wrong. It goes back to understanding that There really is not what we call good and bad. There is just further from the light or closer to the light. And so we must meet and understand people where they are. And we need to give them that understanding and compassion. Because when we're in desire, we want to do something or to be something. And that's where it begins. We start with a desire and sometimes that grows into a vision. But the desire starts first you want to do something or have something or be something or create something greater. And the first step is it has to be greater than your fear. And people say, I'm not afraid of doing that. But if you're insecure, if you're too scared about what other people think or that they'll think you're not good enough or qualified enough or that you won't do it perfectly, or if you stay caught up in any of those thoughts any of that stinking thinking, as I call it, then you are afraid of being judged and you're judging others on the same aspect. You're not thinking, let that person go and do it to the best of their ability. I'll go and do it to the best of my ability. You set up all these judgments for yourself and for others of how something has to be done. And as long as you stay in this type of thinking, um, you'll stay caught in fear You'll stay caught in that lower energy, that lower vibration, and you won't really be able to create. To step from desire into vision and to be a visionary means you have to move through the heart chakra and up into the higher self. Like I said, visionary means a larger desire. When you're a visionary, you desire to help a lot of people with what you create. It's a transformation. It's a greater change to something larger than how it will affect your personal life. It's going to help the world in some basis. It goes beyond your personal wants. If you're not doing this and you're stuck in being judged, fear of being judged, what others might say or comment about you or do, you are stuck in your lower self. And what's even worse, those people, whether you know them or not, sometimes it's hypothetical people. I'll ask the student I'm working with, who are these people that you're afraid of that are judging you? And sometimes it is people they know, their parents, their family, their friends, their peers. Other times it's hypothetical people in the world they don't even know. It doesn't matter who it is. You're giving your power away to those people. They own how you think and how you feel and what you will do or not do in this life. They are controlling you. Even if they don't even know it, your fear of being judged by others is giving away your power. It's giving away your control of your very own life. So to begin, you have to ask yourself, how quickly do I give away my power? And do I give my power away every day to other people? Am I in control of my life? Or do other people control it by their thoughts or comments or my fear of their looks and thoughts and comments? This is because you are judging everything as good or bad. And we hurt ourselves and others and the world by living in this type of judgment. We have no right to judge anyone. That is not our job. It's not why we're here. There are just people who are closer to the light and people that are further away from the light. And that changes from one lifetime to another. And we've been all these different types of people. And where we are today just shows how far we've come and where we are currently on our path. The purpose of your life, the purpose for being here, is about you making choices and growing and evolving and changing your life. And that's what you decided to come down here and do. And to be so when you give your power away to others, you're giving away your life. You're giving away your purpose because you're too concerned your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions and words are all concerned about what other people think. And so when you're in that place of fear, you're not able to truly tap into things intuitively You're not really able to understand what you're doing here in this lifetime and why you came here at all. Can you imagine truly anyone who has this amazing opportunity to come down here to earth and then they would squander it by giving all their power away to other people? What would be the whole point of living here? It really wouldn't make any sense if you came down here to say, I'm not going to be myself. I'm going to be, be and act like this type of person I think so-and-so wants me to be, whether it's to please your parents or your peers or to try to fit in even though you don't like it or to be in a relationship and act certain ways just that other person might like you. You basically are not living. You are acting and pretending and living a half-life to have other people control you. I could give you so many examples that I see of this in relationships and families and um, peer pressure. At some point you have to wake up and say, this is my life and you're not going to give it away to others or let others control it. As Bobby Brown said back in that song from the eighties, it's my prerogative and it is. So it wouldn't make any sense to come down here and that's all you're supposed to do is pretend to be other things for other people so they like it. So if you've been doing this, it's time to wake up. It's time to realize this is not what you're down here to do. This is not what you signed up for on the other side. And it's time to stop letting the thoughts, feelings, words, and actions of others rule your life. It's time to love yourself, to get secure, and to own your life for good or bad, better or worse, richer or poorer, all those vows that we say, we really should say to ourselves. And so the second step is understanding that no one can make you happy or angry or sad. You must be in control of your own emotions. If this is confusing to you or you haven't heard this kind of idea before, you can learn about this in my book, Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. Where I explained these ancient teachings that were from Egypt and Greece and all the great cultures where mystery schools were revered. And we understood that we were a soul having a human experience. And so we needed to go beyond being basic, beyond being affected by others and pushed around in the world, and going beyond all of that to thinking deeper. And really giving some time and attention to what our passion and purpose is and what we're doing down here on life. And that began with two questions. Who am I? Really deeply. And why am I here? What's my purpose? So if you have passion and purpose, you must work first to release yourself from judgment, both from being judged and by judging others. The next step is, are you comfortable being alone? If you could not enjoy your own company, then you can't truly enjoy the company of others. To be truly an individual, which is how you're born and how you're going to leave this life as well, you have to be in balance. You have to achieve balance within, on both the masculine side and the feminine. Being assertive and being passive, having balance in both being logical and being intuitive, knowing when both are important and when to combine and when to step into one or the other. That's emotional intelligence. That's being in balance with both. As you work to step out of judging people and living in fear and trying to control and being less than and playing it safe and small and making your world tiny by doing what you think is Helping yourself not be judged, or or being embarrassed, you'll begin to realize all you've done is close yourself in, and and not really lived. Then you make a choice which is called anahata. It's such a beautiful word, anahata, anahata, anahata. It's about the heart chakra, and it's about finding and opening the heart chakra and understanding the power of one, that the strength comes in being alone and being the individual, and that the balance comes within, that this power resides within you. It's balancing the two energies, the divine masculine and the divine feminine within you. When you can be alone, when you can live alone, when you can muster your own happiness and joy and courage and strength on your own alone, then it's very hard for anyone to really be able to mess with you. When you can do Anahata and you can live in the power of one and you can live alone, then truly are you ready to go deeper into a relationship? Truly then, are you able to open up fully to another person Because you no longer have unrealistic expectations for them. You're not expecting them to make you happy or to control your moods or to fix you. You have fixed yourself first. You have gone within and done the inner work and achieved balance and mastery. And now you're ready to share a life with someone, not depend on someone. Not expect someone to do things which isn't their job to do. Their job is to be living their best life, and the same for you. This evolution begins in our consciousness. We are designed to evolve, to grow, to change, and to become. We are becoming that which is new. So when we're doing this and we're working, moving from desire to vision and being a visionary, First, we must envision it in the mind. We must see that which we want to do or be. And then we must listen for the fear or the judgment or the negative self-talk that comes through. And if we see this thing that we want, and our thought is, well, when we say it, it can't happen. There's no way that can happen. What you're saying to yourself and to the universe is, I don't want it. Because you're saying, I'm going to immediately step into the fear and the fear is stronger and the fear is afraid of what might have to happen to get it. So I'll just say now, I don't want it. That's easier. When you step into your higher self and you realize that all things are possible and that anything can actually happen with enough effort and thought and perseverance, you're then stepping through anahata and into the higher self. So then the question to ask yourself is, what do you really want? And what are you willing to do to get there? For most students I work with, when I begin to talk to them about their blockages, I tell them that they're living in three time zones. And they, of course, ask me, what does that mean? And I explain you live in three time zones, past, present, and future. And most people flip-flop between those three on a daily basis. The past is our memory. It's where we still suffer. We're still caught up in old regrets and guilt about things we've done, regretting things we did or didn't do. We suffer a lot when we live in the past. If only I'd done this when I was a child. If only I'd done this in my college years. If only I'd done this when I was in my 20s or 40s. And so that time zone... Is a real block. It leaves us in guilt and and regret and fear and of course a lot of judgment. And the present, we're in experience. This is the shortest place where we ever stay focused. We spend the least amount of time in the present. But this is where we should be the most focused. This is where we are investing. We are experiencing and we are investing our time and our energy and our thoughts and all that we have. This is where we invest. This is where we're here to do something worthwhile, to be in the present. In the future, we are in imagination. We are trying to imagine what it'll be like. If we do these things, what will it be like in five years? If life goes on like it is, where will we be in 10 years? What will the future hold? Is it more of the same? Is it worse? We're concerned about what might happen. So the future for many people is a lot of worry about what might happen. And depending on what's happened in the past, it leads to a lot of what happens and what we think about for the future. And so we spend too much of our time in the past And in the future, thinking about it, instead of living in the present, which is the only thing we can actually do anything about. It's funny that human nature would rather stay caught up in guilt or worry or those things which really are all part of fear. And they're really useless emotions because you can't do too much about it. You can worry, but that's not going to stop what happens. You can feel guilty but that's not gonna take back what happened. You can take action on both if you feel guilty and there's a way to correct it or make it better, then go take that action and do it. And if you're worried about something, you can play the what if game, which I do with my students, which is you ask yourself, well, what if that did happen? What would I do? How would I handle it? How would I react? What would my choices be? And you can play out the what-if game with worry until you get to a point where you say, well, I would handle that. If that happens, I I won't enjoy it, but I know a way to handle it. So the key to all of this is living in the present and putting more energy here. What can I do today that gets me further along in what I wish to create or do or be? How do I feel today? What can I do now that will push me forward? And what am I doing today that's holding me back? And eliminating those things and moving more energy and time and focus and attention and words and thoughts into what the best is that you can do today. And that's going to change on a daily basis, according to how you feel, according to your physical health, your mental well-being, and your emotional status of whether you're caught up in your emotions or not. So it all goes back to where are you thinking and feeling? And so if you go back to where we started here, where you're living in judgment and fear This probably began in your past, and you felt suffering from it, and you're trying to avoid it. And as soon as you're in the present, and you think about something that you want to do, you immediately close down because you either remember the past, and you don't want to suffer, or you're worried about the future, and you're imagining, oh my gosh, what if I do become this big, amazing thing? How will people judge me? What will people say? What if I do put myself out there? And I'm at this event or experience I created and someone I know or don't know has a judgment about it and says it's not good. So we immediately jump right out of the present into one or the other. The goal is to stay in the present. This is what I'm doing today and I'm going to put myself out here. I'm going to step out of fear today. I am to step free from suffering and worry. And I'm just going to be in the moment today and choose happiness. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to allow myself to be in control. I'm not going to be controlled by others. I'm going to live in the joy of being and doing and creating today. I'm going to live in the mindset of I am here for a purpose and passion. And I want to envision something that I care to do or be. It doesn't matter who thinks it's silly or weird or ridiculous or dumb, whatever they want to say. It doesn't matter. You have to find the strength of whether you're going to let other people control your thoughts and feelings. And then you really need to ask yourself, why? Why am I allowing those people to control my life, to own me? do you like being owned by someone else? Because that is what you're doing when you let other people and their opinions decide what you will or won't do. Just like our fingerprints are unique, each one of us is very unique in our own way. Everything that came together to create each of us as we are is a unique expression of all of the things that Humanity has to offer. And each lifetime is a gift. It's an opportunity to take the wisdom and the experiences that we've learned from other lifetimes. We pull through this on the other side. We look through our Akashic records. We look through our multiple lifetimes. And we decide what aspects are we going to take and then bring with us in this lifetime and create the personality of the person that we know as ourselves in this lifetime. And how are we going to express it? We choose how we come back, where we come back. All of those things to say, what am I going to bring into experience in this lifetime? We choose people we come back around, sometimes family members, others that we meet, who will help us on this journey. And I say help. Now remember, help doesn't always have to feel good. There are people you bring into your life knowing that they're going to be thorns in your side, knowing that they're going to be an irritant, because that is going to help push you out of your comfort zone. So you've chosen difficult experiences and people just as much as you've chosen the helpers and the cheerleaders. Many times we need both to help us get to where we need to be. So... If you find yourself judging a lot of people, it's time to stand back and say, what am I so afraid of? Why am I living in fear and not doing what I need to be doing in this life? And then deciding who am I? Why am I here? And is this really how I choose to live? Once you can do this and let go and no longer allow other people's feelings, comments, opinions to affect you, You truly are free. You are free and you begin to step into your higher self and then anything is possible. And this is the difference between being a person in desire and a person who's a visionary. When you look at amazing inventors and creators and artists and entrepreneurs and people who did things that are so amazing. One of the things they'll all say is they didn't listen to others. They didn't let other people's opinions stop them when they said that can't be done. That's never been done. That can't be created. I don't like your work. Your art makes no sense. I don't like what you did here. Can you imagine if those people hadn't persevered anyway, what we'd be missing out in this world? Ask a writer how many rejections they received before a book was published. Ask an artist how many times it took before someone wanted to buy a piece of their art. Ask an entrepreneur how many times they were refused capital or investment money to get things done. Ask inventors how many times it took before they stopped being what they might call a failing at something into actually creating something that worked the way they wanted. Anything is possible if you believe in yourself and you persevere. There's no magic to it other than that. It is an alchemical magic because what you believe about yourself and what you tell yourself on a daily basis goes into your chakras and your aura and your bloodstream and your cells and to all of the... Chemical systems in your body. So, the self talk you have every day affects you at the mind, body, and spirit level. It affects you from the inside out, as within, so without. And so, the self beliefs, the self talk, all those things you're thinking and saying to yourself have an alchemical reaction on what's available to you, and for you. That's the deeper soul magic of this experience. So if you want to be a visionary, now is the time to wake up, to open up to your intuition, to open up to your higher self, to open up to self-love and self-respect, and not caring as much what other people might say, and not judging them either. Because those that are doing those things are feeling further away from the light. They're experiencing things that have them in a place where they feel they need to judge to have some type of understanding because they've been hurt. And they're going through a time where they don't really feel great about things that are happening with them. And so that's all they know to do. Going back to, like I said before, that old saying, misery loves company. So they only know to stay in that space in the lower self. This is not what we came here to do. So if you're ready, open up. Catch yourself when you're having that negative self-talk. Stop it. Stop being ruled and controlled by others. Open up and let go. And visualize your heart chakra being beautiful, flowing, with beautiful energy moving from pink into green and saying the words anahata 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 i'm sending that beautiful love energy from me to you in this podcast right now anahata 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 let the love flow through you let it lift you into your higher self and go be all that you were here to be and to do you're a beautiful child of the light you have every reason to be here and you have purpose and passion go find your vision once again here we are out of time i hope you've enjoyed this wisdom teaching for more you can study with me online at my academy of mystical arts and spiritual sciences i have a wisdom school there that you can take Three Weeks of Wisdom. My book is Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. Well, that's the book I'm really referring to today with these teachings. I have six books out there if you're interested. All on my website. You can find out everything on exploreyourspirit.com. Please, if you haven't subscribed yet to get these podcasts, do so that you get uh, information every time a new one is put out. And also, I really suggest signing up for my free newsletter on ExploreYourSpirit.com, you'll get all the news from me about what I'm doing, what I'm teaching, uh, new things that are coming out, everything to do with that. Uh, I don't do a newsletter very often. It's usually like once a month, but it's, it's all those updates so you can get that good information. Wishing you all the best.